welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness. Amen. That you have so graciously shown to us. Amen. I'm just glad you know the Lord this morning. I often say a lot of people know of the Lord, but they really don't know the Lord. And I'm glad this morning that I know the Lord. Because when I need something from the Lord, I know there's the relationship there and you're able to uh, submit your prayers and your supplications unto the Lord and God begins to move because there's relationship praise God and I believe that today so God is moving in a great and powerful way we live in a world of darkness but where the light is it chases away the darkness right you believe that you can take a room that's dark all you got to have is a match. All you got to have is a candle, and it chases away that darkness. And so uh, uh, this morning, that's I, I, why we need to appreciate the Word. The Word is a lamp unto our feet, and the psalmist said, and it goes before us and lights the pathway, and, and I'm glad for that today. Well, this morning, amen, Brother Gardner is going to be uh, ministering the Word to us today, and I'm looking forward to to that because it's a word that that kind of uh, it uh, sustains us and, and keeps us on the right track. So we're glad that Brother Gardner is is with us, and uh, he's a nervous soul, but uh, that's just him. Once he gets to preaching, that all kind of goes away. We've all been there, done that, and still still go there and do that. Praise God. So Brother Gardner, come minister to us this morning. Everybody, clap your hands on the Lord together. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence in this house, God. Come on, is somebody thankful this morning that you're here in the house of God? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I say that because maybe the world in 2020 would have you to believe that maybe we just won't be able to have church. Oh, were they wrong? Were they wrong? We're going to continue to have church. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to continue to be the church. Hallelujah. I'm troubled in my spirit about 2021, what, what's already happening. This is all I'm going to say. They can censor, but they're not going to censor Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. They're not going to censor the church. He said... His church will stand. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Oh, I wanted to come up here and be calm. <laughs> I really did. I just want to transition easy into this. But I, I, 
I really feel like the Lord has, has a word for the church this morning for us. I, I believe God's going to speak very specifically to individuals. Hallelujah. And as Pastor said, I'm very nervous. I, it's just like, Lord, I'll, maybe I'll feel better when this is over. <laughs> All you preachers know the struggle that you go through when God puts a word in you and you got to deliver this word. And when, when you deliver the word, Pastor, we were just talking about, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but if you have your Bibles, let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 1. And Pastor, I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak this morning and that he has confidence in us preachers. And, and uh, we're only here because of the Lord, and we're here because of his guidance and as the shepherd of our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Revelation 1.8, and then we're going to go to Revelation 22, 12, and 13. The Bible says in Revelation 1.8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. The Almighty. Revelation 22, 12, and 13. And behold, I come quickly. I feel it in my spirit already. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. And I want to challenge you with this question this morning. This question. Is he your Alpha and Omega? Is he your Alpha and Omega? Come on, let's pray before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for this morning, God, to be in your house, Lord. To be in your house, God. Oh, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know we're the church in the vision, God, but this corporate body, this building that we come to, God, to worship together, we're so thankful, God. No matter what happens in this world, we trust in you that this church will march forward, that this church will march on, God. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. God, oh, have your way in here this morning, amen. You may be seated. To those online, we, we thank you for joining us. I always forget that part. Uh, I've never been a fan of being on camera, but uh, that all changed. And <laughs> I'm like pastor. I'm not a Facebook person. I'm not a social media person. I don't like being on camera. I'm just old-fashioned in that way. I feel like I'm stuck between the millennials and the baby boomers. And uh, I'm like, Lord, help me, because I'm, I'm stuck between two generations here. <laughs> Amen. But I am thankful for our pioneers. I'm thankful for those who pioneered this faith. We're only here because of them. We are only here because of them. And, and I believe God, I'm going to get this message out, but I believe God was speaking to me that there is a power in the church right now, and that's because we have the faith of the pioneers, and we have the ingenuity of the millennials. 
hallelujah, the old and the young. The, the, our generation, a little bit after me, I was at the beginning of it, grew up with technology and creativity and all these pastors, you always talk this technology stuff, right? I'm with you, but the, they have such an ingenuity with technology. But the pioneers are our generations that came before us that this faith, this doctrine shall go forward. This doctrine will continue to be preached. That doctrine will never change. Our method may change, but that doctrine will never change. So if you take those two, come on, if you take those two generations and you put it together, it is powerful. Hallelujah, because this church will move forward. Hallelujah. I don't even know why I'm talking about that. Let me get to the message. As we start out on a journey of a new year, we have the excitement of a new beginning, a new journey, a new opportunity to put last year behind us and make this year the greatest yet. Certainly we can look at circumstances in the world and say it may not be the greatest year to come. If you look at what's happening right now, I saw a post on January 7th. It was a free seven-day pass into 2021, and he said, I don't want the pass. <laughs> As trouble has already started in 2021, but we can't get our eyes on what's in the world and all the trouble and all the chaos. We've got to keep our eyes on the heavenly, on the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So we can say, if you look in the world right now, it might not be the greatest year to come. However, if we look from a spiritual lens, then we can most assuredly say that we are going to a new level in God, and we're going to see the greatest revival yet. In fact, come on, I feel this in my spirit, the new building that will be added to the church can only bring revival. There's too many people that drive by this church on a daily basis that with a new building, hallelujah, added on, will say, I need to stop there and see what's going on in that church. Come on. We are positioned to have our greatest year yet. If we do not focus on what's going on in the world and only focus on the spiritual environment. I challenge you to pray, God, increase my income so I can give more to the building fund. Don't pray, God, increase my income so I can have all these material things. God, increase my income so I can give more to the church. Don't let me get started on that. Come on, are we giving to missions? Are we giving to the house of God? Pastor, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't be talking about tithing. Help me, Jesus. Don't say you want a new building and you don't give to the building fund. Sorry. Pastor. <laughs> Nevertheless, we are still faced with the trepidation of what could happen by the end of this year. Sure, that is not something we want to talk about. But the reality is that there is a beginning of the year. And there is an end of the year. In 2020, we started out with a jubilant hope. That 2020 was going to be this marvelous year and then COVID arrived on the scene. But even with COVID, many of you had your greatest year of growth. And realized that you will not bow to the mindset of the world. And your faith will grow. Therefore, 2021 can become even greater for you. And greater for the church because it doesn't matter how much the persecution intensifies. The anointing will intensify as well. As the persecution intensifies, 
the anointing will intensify as well. If we will be the church and we will come here with expectation in our heart, God will pour out signs, miracles, and wonders. It's time to see the miracle signs and wonders again of God in our service. Hallelujah. We've got to get prayed up, fasted up. And I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh, but I'm a big boy. And if I can fast and I can put the food away, you, you can do it too. <laughs> I'm just being honest this morning. Hallelujah. Fasting's not easy, but we got to do it. Prayer's not easy, right, Pastor? We've been preaching, but we got to do it. You better start doing the things you don't want to do if you want to have the things you've never had. Hallelujah. Come on. With that stated, as we are in the beginning of a new year, we must realize that the end of the year will come if God tarries. Where will you be by the end of this year? Where will the church be by the end of this year? Let the vision continue to increase and grow. But understand that there is a beginning and there is an end to every year. There is an alpha and omega, if you will. Jesus is referred to in scripture as Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega are from the Greek alphabet and represent the beginning and the end. In Scripture, it has become synonymous with Jesus being the beginning at creation and, and being the end in Revelation. We can see the completeness of God as we look at Scripture through the whole book. The Old Testament, if you will, is the Alpha of Jesus. We see him in shadows, types, and forms. We don't even see his name revealed yet. But as we come to the New Testament, we see the omega of Jesus. We see the fulfillment. And as we come to Revelation, we see the completeness, the fulfillment of the revealing. Of, as John writes from the Isle of Patmos. Woo! The, that is the revealing of Jesus, the completeness that he is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the first and he is the last. If you have your Bibles, go to John 8, 58 and 59. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was I am. <laughs> wow. Before Abraham. This is Jesus. He's not some second person of a trinity. He is God. And he was God when he walked here. He was deity in the flesh. Come on. What, is he, what happens here in scripture? Look at verse 59. Then, they, then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. If we look at what the scripture would be and how we would view our modern English grammar, it would sound more like before Abraham was born, I was. Jesus is identifying himself here as the same God of Exodus 3.14 that appeared to Moses in the burning bush when he said, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent you. Yeah. 
sent me unto you. Wow. Same God. Come on. Come on. We have a truth. Come on, buy the truth and sell it not. Don't buy into the, the other church doctrine and tell, they want to tell you this and that. We have the truth. He is one God. His name is Jesus. He's not a second God. He's not a lesser God. He is the God. Woo, he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus was and is and is to come. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His substance or form may have changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament, but his essence never changed, and who he is never changed. He was God from the beginning, and he will be God in the end. He always was God, and he will never stop being God. John 1, 1 through 5, if you have your Bibles. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1.14 And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm going to challenge you this morning to take your prayer and take your fasting and mix it with the Word of God and ask yourself, has the Word been made flesh unto me? When you pray, say, God, make your Word flesh to me. Make it come alive. Make it real to me. Colossians 1, 15 through 23. I don't know if I'll read the whole, whole portion here, but Colossians 1, 15 through 23. Who is the image? Of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Woo! For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether things be in earth or things be in heaven. And now he starts to talk to you and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. What does 23 say? Here's the key. If ye continue in the faith, Grounded and settled 
and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. If ye continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Let me tell you, if you look out in the church world, they, they, they got their fanciness. They got their crazy buildings. They got their fancy messages. But we have the truth. And I don't want any of what they have. I want the apostolic truth. I want the apostolic doctrine. We, we can get better at marketing. We can get better at all this stuff. But this doctrine can't change. Hallelujah. If you are here today and you're struggling, and you feel defeated, I'm going to start preaching to you. I'll try to finish as fast as I can. Just be patient. Then it's almost certain that your eyes are on the struggle and not on him. So what do you need? You need a paradigm shift this morning. Once we get our eyes on him, we may be in the struggle, but something happens, and we begin to praise in the struggle, and we begin to worship in the struggle, and we begin to get happy and full of joy in the struggle because we get our perspective correct. Come on, don't forget who he is. He parted the Red Sea. He fed the multitudes with two fish and five loaves of bread. He calmed the turbulent sea. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the sick, to name a few. He is so much bigger than the struggle, but we need to fix our gaze upon him. Can you guys turn my volume up a little bit? Don't worry, I'm not going to... Boom you out of here. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto who? Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. As you fix your gaze upon him, you are in one of two places. He has either been your alpha or he is yet to become your alpha. He is either your author or he is yet to become your author. He is your beginning or he is yet to become your beginning. There are some here today that God needs to become your alpha. He needs to become your beginning, your starting point. Maybe he's not your alpha yet. He's not your beginning yet. The good news is that opportunity exists here this morning. There is an altar that you can come and repent of your sins and say, God, I don't want that life anymore. I don't want to keep making these decisions. I'm ready for a new life. Hallelujah, there's a baptismal. There's a baptismal right here. If you haven't went down in his name, go down in his name, in the name of Jesus. You can be baptized this morning. Woo, hallelujah. There's an anointing of the Spirit here. And you can be filled with the Spirit this morning. Come on, let's be, let's be the church. I baptized someone in a YMCA before. 
And the guy said, I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> I say, you got to meet God. Because once you get a hold of him, where is, there's water here. What doth hinder you to be baptized? What doth hinder you to be baptized? Jesus can become your alpha this morning. He can become your author in the beginning of your spiritual journey. No matter what has happened up until this point, no matter what you've done or regardless of your past, Jesus can become your alpha. He can become the author of your story, the beginning of your journey to a new and abundant life. You don't have to stay the same this morning. You can be changed. Come on, church. Come on, church. You can be different today. On the other hand, some of you here this morning have experienced Jesus as your alpha. He is the author of your story. He is the beginning of your journey, spiritual journey. Maybe you've been on this journey for a long time, and he's still your alpha, and he's still your author. However, maybe you're becoming concerned that he may not end up as the alpha in your life. He may not end up as the finisher of your faith or the end of your journey. Revelations 2.4. Jesus is speaking to the Ephesian church, the church in Ephesus. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Stay with me. Stay with me this morning. The Ephesian church did some good things, as Jesus makes note of. But the one issue he had was that they had lost their first love. The work, I'm not talking to this church as a whole. I'm talking to individuals this morning. The work of the Lord and the truth was so important to them. But they had lost sight of their relationship with him. They were busy doing the work of the Lord. But had lost touch with the Lord of the work. Pastor, every say he preaches it. He preaches it and he preaches it. Your relationship with the Lord matters. Your relationship with the Lord matters. Come on, we can get busy in the work of the Lord. But if we're not connected to him, we're going to come and there's no, no anointing. Nobody gets changed. But if we'll get a hold of God, right, Brother Red, we'll fast and we'll pray and we'll, we'll, we'll put the word, hallelujah, the anointing will be there. Maybe you're here today and you're not living for God like you used to. You don't have the hunger for God like you did years ago. You're here at the services, but it's just become a mundane ritual and a routine for you. The expectation of God's power and presence and wonder that will fill the house has escaped you. You don't come to the house expecting. You don't come to the house, I'm just here. Maybe he's not the first love of your life anymore. Hear me out. The Greek word for first, protos, means foremost, best, paramount, supreme, crowning, number one. This is a love that has first place in our hearts above all. Yes, he was the alpha of your life at one time and he was the author of your spiritual journey. But there is concern about the omega of your life or the finisher of your faith or the end of your spiritual journey. Our salvation is a progressive salvation. You must get saved. You got to be saved and act like it. Come on. Can we, can we act like we're saved, church? Come on. When, you, when you're not here, are you acting saved? 
I'm, not, I'm preaching to myself too. Don't, don't get upset. But you got to stay saved. You're not saved until you make it over. Come on, this isn't once saved, always saved. We're saved when we get over yonder. Hallelujah. We're saved when we get over yonder. Come on, you're still being saved. Day by day, you're still being saved. Matthew 24, 24, 13, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. We have some enduring to do. He can't just be our alpha. He's got to be our omega too. He can't just be our author, but he's got to be our finisher. He can't just be our beginning, but he must be our end. Jesus is calling this morning, and he wants you to stay saved. He wants to be your omega. He wants you to be with him forever. There was a service before. I'm sorry, now I'm getting all emotional. When I, when I, I came into a Trinitarian Pentecostal church, I did get the Holy Ghost, and my sister and I went to church. She was my best friend. I love her to death. I made a decision. I'm going to the apostolic church. God's taken me back to when I was 18 so many times. But there was a service not too long ago. And God spoke to me and he said, do whatever you got to do to get them saved. When they're in this altar, you got to pray with them to get them saved. You got to get them saved. Come on, we don't want to be uncomfortable sometimes. The altar call's too long. I just want to go home. Come on, people's lives, their souls are at risk. Oh, what I was saying about my sisters, she would always cry every service. And I'm like, man, like when I cried, feel God. And I said, well, and that was a bad prayer. Because I prayed, God, I want to cry like her every service. And what happened? Every service, I started crying. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, man. So please don't call me a cry, baby. I just, I only cry when it's in church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> he wants to be your omega. He wants you to be with him forever. Don't let go of the omega. Don't let go of the finisher. Don't let go of the end. You've come too far to turn back now. You've come too far to not see this through. Be saved this morning and stay saved. Let him be your alpha and omega. As I close today, musicians, you can come if you can play very softly. As I close today, I compel you to look introspectively this morning. Be honest with yourself. Where are you at with God? Maybe you need Him as your outfit today. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Him. And you need Him to become the author of your faith this morning. Maybe you need Him to become the beginning of your journey. That can happen today and it can happen right now. You don't have to wait. I can assure you that Jesus will come and his coming is very soon. So don't put off what you can take care of right now. He will only tarry so long. And the end will come. As we approach the end, some of you know him as Alpha. But his ability to be your Omega is wavering. Because you've gotten away from fellowship with him. You haven't showed up at your daily meeting place with him. Oh, you are dressed the part. 
And you're here with a smile on your face, but you're not really here. You're present with God. You are not present with God. Excuse me. So I ask you, is he your alpha today? Is he your finisher today? Will he be the end of your faith as well? It's not enough for him to be your alpha, but he must also be your omega. I'm going to finish with this scripture and a short, short little story about Nathaniel Urshan. If you have your Bibles, go to 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. And we'll finish with this. And I just want to mention something regarding Nathaniel Urshan. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord... The righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Let me finish with this. The Urshan family is synonymous with the United Pentecostal Church. Tyler's actually going to the Urshan Graduate School of Theology. It's named after the Urshan family. And I was listening. When I preach, I like to listen to other messages on the topic. And this story just stuck out to me. One of the only messages I could find was the Alpha Omega God. And Nathaniel Urshan, who was the son of N.A. Urshan, the grandson of Andrew Urshan. Andrew Urshan was a pioneer. One of the originals in the United Pentecostal Church from Persia. And Nathaniel is Joel and Nathaniel's dad. There's another Nathaniel Urshan. And he was preaching about the Alpha Omega God. And he told a story. And I'm sorry, I don't have my own story on this, but sometimes we got to borrow a story because I'm not as old as he is yet. But if you stay in this long enough, Pastor, you just tell me that. You'll have stories. I'm sure some of you saints, you've been in this a while, you got a lot of stories. You can tell story after, of people that just kept, kept on keeping. They just keep on keeping on. <laughs> but he said he got to a point and he was being severely attacked. He was a full-time minister. He was being severely attacked, and he said, God, these people are too much for me. I can't do it. He was going to give up his ministry. He was going to send his wife and his two boys, seven years old, back to live with her parents. He said, I can't take care of them, God. I don't, this, I, he's a full-time minister. What else is he going to do? He, he's like, I can't even support my family. And he said he walked out of his, he was walking out of his house, and Joel and Nathaniel were playing in the sandbox. He looked up into the sun and he said, God spoke to him out of the sun. And he said, you're not giving up anything. You're not giving up anything. You're going to keep doing this. And he looked over and he saw his two little boys. And God said to him, he said, I'm going to mightily anoint those boys. And Nathaniel said, God, they're seven years old. Look at their arms. Their arms are so skinny and they're playing with Tonka trucks. And I'm telling you, they're two, they're two of my favorite preachers. And they're still preaching and they're pastoring churches. Don't you give up on God. Don't you give up on your ministry. Don't you give up on what God's called you to do. And you may be sitting here saying, I don't have a ministry. Yes, you do. I didn't have a big title when I baptized that person in the YMCA. I said, I've never seen that before. <laughs> they haven't, the world, they don't know. We just got to keep growing. This, this United Pentecostal Church, this apostolic is going to continue to grow. This is the fastest growing church. There's nothing like it. 
You can go to any other church and it's not going to grow like this one. Because when you have the truth, it will grow. Hallelujah. Don't you give up anything. You keep fighting. Let him be your omega. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Let God be your omega this morning. And if you're here and you and you just really, you've never really had a relationship with him, let him become your alpha. But I'll tell you, don't be your own alpha. Don't think you're the alpha dog. He's the alpha. Let him have supreme preeminence and importance in your life. Let's pray. And then we're going to open these altars. Jesus, God, I thank you for this morning, God. God, you brought us to this point. Revival like we've never seen is going to happen, God. Woo! As they drive down this road, God, bring them in. Bring them in that we can't contain it. We can't contain it. That we got to build again. We got to build and build again, God, no matter what happens in this world, God. Oh, let us grow and have revival like never before. Hallelujah. As we get ready to come into this altar, church, believe in the vision that pastor has laid forth. It's going to come to pass. This vision is going to come to pass. You will see a church like you've never seen before. Get behind pastor and sister Heidemann like you've never got behind them before. Get behind them 100% committed. In Jesus' name, I've knocked everything down. Thank you, sister.
to sing it all, man. time. 